I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking world Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Prem de la Prem. Match week 11. It's November 19th. Patrick, I think you know the drill at this point. Let's, let's get into it. Today. We say goodbye to Mr. Fark, Daniel Fark, a man who spent more time bouncing between leagues than Florentino Perez trying to mastermind another path to the Super League. We'll always remember his soft-spoken German accent and his inability to tactically explain why his team lost other than they're just better than us. It's beautiful to me, Patrick, that there are certain words in the German language that have no direct English translation, such as schadenfraud, which is deriving pleasure from another's misfortune. It turns out that Fark translates to never feeling at home no matter where you go, which to me is damn near poetic. Fark is also co- coincidentally what a man with a deep Suffolk accent says when Nord ships yet another goal at home. And with that, he leaves behind a legacy of a team that does not feel comfortable unless they're looking up at the rest of the league or down at the rest of the championship. Daniel, middle name redacted, Ark. Born 30th October 1976 in Steinhausen, West Germany. Former coach of the legendary Borussia Dortmund 2 and now former coach of Norwich City. You said it well, James, so I will say less. He's where he belongs. Just swimming with the fishes. Metaphorically speaking. Yeah, I hope he's doing great. Or maybe he's at a beach and he is swimming with fishes. Yeah, I don't expect to see him again unless he manages a team in the championship. And then I can guarantee you we'll see him again briefly. But Mm -hmm. we shall. Okay. Dialing back the Charlie Puth song. Take two. If you ran the name Dean Smith through a robot that generated random English people, this is the man that you would get. He never had any frills, and he always told it like it was. Most evident was the moment he took in his post-match interview after Arsenal, ah, ooh, after Aston Villa survived on the last day of the season. And he said, the first thing I'm going to do, it's going to go be getting pissed drunk with my mates. Some say he was never the same after Jack Grealish left. Others say a part of him got left at Old Trafford that fateful day when Emmy Martinez air humped out the last measure of their team's ability to earn a point in the Premier League. Dean, middle name also redacted, Smith. I think it's Blandino. Born 19th of March, 1971, West Bromwich, England. At just six feet, zero inches tall, he's managed many teams in England. All three, now four, not yet, maybe just three, as we know it now. Brought Villa up, left Villa with his head held high, and with all the honor for the club he loved. May he, he swim peacefully with the fishes. We hope they're both swimming with the fishes somewhere. Off the coast should, of England. Yeah, they should be on holiday. Mm-hmm. Off the coast of England. Just swimming with fishes. Mm-hmm. I wonder what Dean Smith considers a holiday. Oh my gosh. It's probably like going down to Cornwall. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, he, he seems like the type of guy that would... Uh, like wake up before the sun rises at Stonehenge just to see how the sun hits it. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a bad day if I'm being honest. <laughs> Might check that out. Yeah, yeah he, he's a corner he's a corner booth at Greg's guy. <laughs> well, 
Patrick, this is like the the Black Monday over uh, over and over. The Freaky Friday may be yeah. better for managers in the Premier League. We've lost four. We've done four CU agains over the space of two pods. It's fantastic. It's getting a and little we, ridiculous. Yeah, we might not be done yet. Uh, but did want to read this quote from Dean Smith after his, uh, what was it, mutual separation with Aston Villa, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Aston Villa's board aims are to take our club back into Europe. I would love nothing more than that. I was simply a custodian of a great football club. Oh. My aim was to leave the club in a better place than I found it. I believe together we achieved that. Oh, what class. a gent. What a class, class act. Quick side note. At what point do you think you've earned enough credit as a manager to not get sacked? Like after a certain point, it's always mutual consent, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Ranieri, Ranieri left... Lester after winning the title um, sure. by mutual consent. And I'm pretty sure he was like, I, I did not want to leave in like his, his interview versus the statement. Yeah. It, right. Well, it's like when given, I think it's the, um, yeah, it's if the you guard of been, honor. Yeah. If you have been out. a good custodian to the club, I think you are given that right by the board, but it's not a, it's certainly not a mutual consent. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know of, uh, you know, certainly not a premier league manager, uh, yeah. Maybe it's happened, but I don't know of a Premier League manager that is deciding to leave a club, you know, not talking about like third yeah. outside party, like, you know, your wife's in the hospital or whatever, yeah, deciding to leave a club in the middle of the season just because. Yeah. They're all I, being asked to go. I left the Long Beach Chili's last weekend by mutual consent. <laughs> well, you left there with the uh, the police who were, were also... I suppose leaving by mutual consent as well. We so all agreed, on yeah. The same page. Yeah, after some discussion, we all agreed to leave the Chili's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I don't believe you're welcome back at, at not just that Chili's, James, uh, but all Chili's and TGA Fridays on the on the Pacific Coast. Mm-hmm. Applebee's stand up. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway. Patrick, Dean Smith left the club in a better place than he found it. I don't think that can be disputed given the job he's done since he came into the championship. Uh, same question for Daniel Fark. You know, he he does seem that guy who does a madness in the championship. Like, let's not forget. Um, I know Brentford, yeah, might, Brentford totally. might be the darlings of the, the championship this season. Um, uh, Watford doing better than Norwich. But they, they took the championship by storm last season. And then yet again, Daniel Fark is, is unable to get Norwich to, to really kick into gear. They've scored the least amount of goals with five. Um, unrelated note, Tottenham has the second least amount of goals with nine. Neither here nor there. So it's an important note. It, it feels like an important postscript there. But mm-hmm. scored the least, shipped the most amount of goals... Uh, he's probably a harder one to diagnose about whether he was the right man to keep going for Norwich. Well, yeah, so they've they've won each of the last two uh, titles in the championship that they've been eligible for. Of course, we've right. been in the Premier League. Right. Um, but I've, I, it is remarkable. Dynasty. It is remarkable that they have this uh, at least perceived dominance in the championship. I don't watch many championship games. Uh, and then just this complete ineptitude in the Premier League. Uh, selling Buendia, I was ready to pronounce them relegated at that point. It just shows their ambition. Uh, where on the other side, you got Aston Villa, uh, who I think shows quite a quite a bit of ambition. And, and so it's just a... I thought Fark was there mm-hmm. for the long run because I thought mm-hmm. that they were, you know, effectively guaranteed in the Premier League every other year yeah uh, but i can't really blame them like if this is their attempt like the way where they're sitting in the table right now it's a you know is it is it a justified termination for yeah. you i think so right i think it has Five to be points on 11 games yeah it has to be it has to be it's sacking form i mean norwich we'll we'll get to this in a minute but i, I think it's it's a pretty bold bet to even have them staying up at this point, you know, it's it's like to what extent can you let this go on before you're resigned to another yeah. season back down? They're, and they're they, five points from safety, and yeah. it feels gone. The Norwich board shot their shot, and I think it's very interesting that Dean Smith and, and Daniel Fark are leaving their post at the same time because I'm going back and looking at it. They both came up for the 2019-2020 season. Uh, Norwich obviously pulled a Norwich and finished last. Mm. 
Um, Aston Villa was, um, I mentioned it in the See You Again segment, but they stayed up on the last day in very dramatic fashion. And obviously Dean Smith has gone on to, um, I think, leave the club in very good hands for the successor. Norwich, it's going to be a tougher fight. It's going to be a tougher fight. But neither of these felt like, um, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't say the writing was necessarily um, on the wall. Definitely not for Aston Villa. Maybe more so with, with Norwich. Yeah, I mean, the writing was certainly on the wall for Norwich. Um, the thing for Villa is, you know, we ha- we remember them from, what was it, 2019, 2020, where they were, you know, basically nailed on favorites to be relegated. Um, and then Project Restart came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawkeye failed for the first time ever. And all of a sudden, right. they're up by one point, right? We all remember. And so a bit of a miracle. They, like, if we're being honest with ourselves... Uh, they were they were very likely relegation candidates and, and maybe should have been if we're, Saved if we're by the talking bell. about Hawkeye, right? Uh, and then they had a phenomenal season last year. Eleven, uh, and place. so it's kind of a, yeah, it's been tough to kind of pin them down. Uh, but James, since they were promoted in 2019, uh, in terms of gross spend, only four clubs have spent more, and they've spent four four hundred nearly four hundred million dollars. Uh, I'm thinking wow. looking at this in right. Four hundred million dollars, and that's to Arsenal's four fifty, Chelsea's four fifty, City um, Man City's four ninety, and then United's five hundred. Yeah, spent more yeah. than Liverpool, right? Spent more than Liverpool, more than Spurs, more than West Ham, and by you know significant margin. Like Liverpool's only spent one forty five over that period of time. I think I'm being a little bit. Uh, I mean, that's looking at the lens of Villa. If I go back a couple of years, I think you'll right. see those those bigger buys Liverpool made, um, and that's not even that's not net spend. So I mean, I don't know what their their outgoing business. Mm-hmm. Uh, is probably decent, um, but at the end of the day, this is a club that is spending for more than 16th place. This is a club that is spending with those ambitions that Dean Smith mentioned. With I don't remember the president's name, uh, but after the whole Jack Grealish saga, uh, he mentioned in that that they were a couple years away from being in the Champions League, and Jack wanted it now, and that was the difference in the negotiation. Right. So, right. in their eyes, no time for a step back. No, they can't. They can't be sixteenth place. They can't be on ten point. Mm-hmm. That's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems as though Dean Smith understands that and understood the board's expectation. And quite frankly, if that's what it is, he got himself a hell of yeah. a shot uh, at, at something pretty ambitious. And uh, and yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm glad he's sticking around because I do I do I do like Dean Smith quite a bit. Right. Yeah. Well, Patrick, I'm I'm not saying this with any extra personal spice added, but um, I think it just goes to show Villa's ambitions then that they can say goodbye to a person who they have strong emotional ties with in favor of getting better performances um, in the short term and on the on the turn of the season. James, I don't know why either you or I could possibly take that um, personally with a little bit of spice. So Yeah, you'd have to have a on. vendetta against us, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Carl? All right. Well, let's talk about the new blood, Patrick. We didn't get a double. We didn't get a double whammy of uh, England midfielders who couldn't play well together, but we did get one of them. We got Stevie G rocking up to Birmingham to link up with Villa. And personally, I'll just say I'm excited to finally see how good of a coach he is in the most competitive league in the world. Um, taking a quick flip back at his Rangers resume, it was pretty damn good impressive one. last season. Yep. Uh, 32 wins, six draws, no losses on the course of the season, and they knocked Celtic off their perch pretty dramatically. So. Yep. He's, um, you know, he's coming in with a good foundation into a good club with big ambitions, and it's let's see how he kicks on. Yeah, when you, um, yeah, when you compare him to to that counterpart, right, um, Pat Frank. For those of you who are a little slower putting pieces pieces together, uh, the resume is impressive, right? And so I don't think we're looking at. And then of course you have Arteta with no experience and and all this. And you're like, okay, these are the recent players. It's funny too because. All these, all the most coaches w- were players at some point, mm-hmm. and then like we're just in the middle of the era of coaches the transition that, that were like players that we also loved and followed. Like we just haven't seen that before. Yeah, you know, I don't think anyone. Player. I don't think anyone had a Jurgen Klopp jersey from his playing yeah. days. So, that would be a hell of a fit <laughs> if you're a rocket, because you know those jerseys were old. They're like a proper like baggy polo. Those things. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but even even like a like Pep or something, I never really I'm, I don't think of him as a player. I think of him as a coach. But now you have these player people who we think of as players now coaches, and we're totally. putting them through this like, are they ready? Are they good enough? At the end of the day, it's just you, 
you got to see. And I think you got to have the right environment, the right situation. Mm-hmm. It's a little little of a head scratcher, uh, the villa job. or his, like I, Is it? I do kind of wonder if he's ready for the villa job. Um, well, I don't. I think it's a good. I think it's an attractive job for a manager with how they're willing to spend the players that they have. Uh, and it seems as though Dean Smith just couldn't, like you know, Jack Grealish left, and then he had to like redo the puzzle, mm-hmm. and he couldn't quite figure out the pieces in time. So I think well, this, the pieces are there to be at least a mid-table club this season. That's always the question, right? With these young, upcoming, you know, managers who we knew as players that are now taking their hand at, at, at the dugout. Um, you asked it of Arteta when, like, yes, he was under the tutelage of Guardiola and a very successful assistant coach and a very successful city team. Obviously, that's been the narrative since he came to Arsenal is, is he ready for a big job? Frank Lampard himself, a great example. You know, he did good things in a Derby team that was, quite frankly, set up to do well. Um, and then and then he took a massive job. He took a massive job at Chelsea. And now it's you, you could argue that he's kind of put himself in between a rock and a hard place where he thinks he's probably too good for the championship, but top clubs aren't going to come knocking at his door exactly. So it'll be interesting to see for Gerard. I, I like to think this is just the right amount of ambitious of a job for him. Um, without, without shooting, you know, it's not like he's going appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. It feels appropriate. It feels like a good challenge. Um, it's not like he's going to manage at Liverpool. Um, right. I still think he might be a little, like, I think that's a good way to put it, right? It feels like the right amount of ambitious because there's still the question mark of, like, is this a good, you know, job right. for him? Um, like, Lampard and Norwich made sense to me because he was going to get relegated and go to the championship. <laughs> uh, made sense. But Gerard, I don't know. Uh, and so it's interesting. It's interesting to see. Uh, for whatever reason, like, Gerard, Gerard to me, I mean, they're both, they were both incredible leaders as players and certainly represent that figure. Uh, but I think there's something different about leading Liverpool, the way that club was built and constructed, than, than leading Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, G- Gerard for me, if given the success he had at Rangers, given that leadership uh, in, in the past and the Champions League success he had as well, it's just, it, I think he's got a better shot. Uh, and, and, let's all be serious. He says this isn't a springboard for Liverpool. He never would. It is. It is. It absolutely is. He is the only job. The only job he wants to talk about is Villa, Patrick. He made that very clear. Yeah. Let's, let's see what happens. Imagine uh, coming up with that question. Right. Imagine coming up with that question as a reporter and being like, what if he actually answers this one? (laughs) Total trap question. Just hypothetically speaking, uh, Steve, (laughs) can I call you Steve? Uh, anyway, yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it, it's one I'm excited to see because again, I think that Villa, Villa were a fun team um, last year, and it felt, it felt like they could have replaced Grealish, but you know, B- Bailey's still adjusting, Buendia's shown his class, but it just, it just seems it's, disjointed. You it, know? So I feel um, like it needs to come, uh, come together a bit, and yeah, well, obviously, was, the new manager's the guy to do it. I was trying to think on what his first, maybe top couple things to solve are when he, when he shows up to the. Uh, to the training ground and, and to when he meets the players. And I, I think back to the last couple of, you know, games and, and days of Dean Smith's tenure, he tried to drop his captain, Tyrone Mings, only for him to come back in as an injury substitute at one point in the game. So like he dropped him for 20 minutes and then he had to come back in. So that experiment kind of failed. All, albeit Mings has been underperforming for quite a while and that's tough when he's a captain. Um, and then you, you touched on Emmy Buendia. Like he was a big piece of that puzzle who had to come in and fill those boots. And he quite frankly, hasn't done it. I think Bailey's been closer to doing it, but he's the one who's had injury problems. So it's a bit of a messy puzzle. Ings has been in and out of the side as well. I think so. Um, He's always been, yeah, he's always been injury prone as well. Yeah. Gotta expect that. And it's like the, um, what's his name? John McGinn, I think is one of those like really solid, nothing all that flashy, but like, Really, really strong uh, Premier League player uh, mm-hmm. that I think that I'm interested to see how that works. Like he's a very yeah. industrious midfielder, one that can get the get the job done doing just about everything. Uh, not overly spectacular. Reminds me of James Ward-Prowse a bit in terms of just kind of the overall contribution that he's going to make and just the reliability, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's got the pieces. I'd love to see Ollie Watkins get back into some good form as well. He was yeah. pretty spectacular. They might have. They might have. That might have been a bad move the way I didn't really talk about with Danny Ings. Um, 
getting in the way what looked to be really, really developed, really strong development mm-hmm. with Watkins last year. That's a take of mine that's not aging too well right now. Right now, yeah. at this point in the season. I pegged Ollie Watkins for, uh, I, I forget, it might have been most improved. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he's, he's The pieces improved. were there for him. He's improved at not scoring. <laughs> the lost dark art of yeah. being a striker. Yeah. How to not find the net. Well, last thing I'll say, Patrick, I did read I did read in the sun that Gerard had replaced a few patches of grass in the training facility with a slip and slide tarp. Quoted as saying, Mm -hmm. We might win we might win a few games, we might lose a few games, but we will not fall over. Wow. The sun, you said. For kids. For kids. For kids. That tracks. That tracks. It did have a coloring section, so question the mm. validity of it a little bit okay okay i didn't go find to journalism school find the slip zone we will not right. fall over uh fat frank people would have thought this would have been the perfect time for him to come into a job the same time as gerard i feel like we would have been a critical mass of favorite managers in the premier league like i'm mm. trying to think of who would be missing from that maybe like bob bradley but like it would have mm. been a great cast He's available of characters. Now. Oh, is is it official? Yeah, he got sacked today. Oh no, oh, mutual amazing. consent. It was mutual consent. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think he deserved mutual consent. If we're being frank, if Here's we're being hard, he he shot LAFC right out of a damn cannon when the team started, and I, that's that's good enough for me. Get the, get the boys on the map. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just just typical loser. Uh huh. At the end of the day, yeah. regular season like. Honestly, he would have won the title if if uh, the MLS had um, like the European style of awarding the title, where it's just points. Yeah, they won the points and then lost the first playoff game. Well, I think that alone should have had him, you know, at least at least sized up for the Norge job, and he'd just call mm-hmm. it soccer on all the touchline interviews. It would have been a great time. Who, who did he manage? Was it uh, Swansea? Swansea. Swansea. Yeah, they called and him Soccer Bob. Soccer bomb. <laughs> it was, it was a relationship of much disdain. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember reading something like three weeks in, where I was like, uh, he's pissed everyone off with his <laughs> incessant focus on just fitness. <laughs> you just see him just straight up Ted Lasso, we're going to outrun all these teams. Yeah, he's just trying to be um, Herb Brooks from Miracle. It's like we might not be the best team in the Premier League, but we will be the best conditioned. Yeah. And it's like it's not as inspirational when you're dealing with. John Joe Shelby, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think well, really Bonnie on that team as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We should do a deep dive into the Bob Bradley Swansea days. That's off-season content yeah. right there. <laughs> That's B-side. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> to bring us back to Lamps, um, the story was a little strange because it was reported he flirted pretty extensively with the Norwich board. He was on vacation in Dubai or something. They talked a couple times, and then he took himself out of the running according to reports, for reasons only he knows. Uh, you have to think it was because he didn't want to manage in the championship. And that was kind of the deal. I, I'm trying to run my own brain through it. You know, does he, he think himself he, he, out of the running because he saw he wasn't going to get the job and didn't want to be embarrassed. Mm, the PR move. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, I think Carl, Carl texted us and just <laughs> something like that. Where it's, it's like, like uh, no, I this, wasn't interested in her. Right. Whereas, like, yeah. as soon as Dean's, as soon as they, as soon as Norwich was like, oh, Dean Smith is available, Frank's like, oh, uh, I don't want it. <laughs> I never wanted you. <laughs> I don't want to go to the championship. I'm a Premier League manager. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, so you think he felt the uh, hot, hot wet breath of Dean Smith on his, on the, on the nape of his neck? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I can picture exactly how Dean Smith would breathe on my neck. And it, it is wet. <laughs> It's moist. It's moister than it should be. <laughs> the Smiths have been known to generate a lot of moisture. And he just, and, and, and one of those guys too, who has no, uh, like no awareness. No volume like how control. How close he is. Yeah. 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 Just like a guy that like talks to you a full three inches from your face. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of guy he is. It just but like feels in a good, right. But like with good, good intentions and spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. In England, they call that a top man. Mm. Shout He's out Logan. Top bloke. Shout out Logan. Uh, all right. Yeah, so Lamps goes back to vacation. Um, you know, back he's to too Dubai. good. Yep, he's too good for the jobs on the market. So he is going to continue 
his time in irrelevancy. Dean Smith, talk about failing to accept irrelevancy. He did not take a vacation. Well, that's what uh, that brings me back to my original point. Like, I think a holiday for him is, yeah, first in line at Greg's, and that's it. That's it. He has he was, his day. Yeah. He was done by the, the the time the day was over. He's like mutual consent, right? Call him up. Call up the missus. Tell him we're going to Greg's. I got the corner booth. Call up Greg's. They say, hey, there's there's no one here. And he's I'll like, I want to the Greg corner himself. booth. They're like, they're like, absolutely. You're you're Aston Villa's manager. They said, well, no, that's former Aston Villa's manager. Hung up the phone. <laughs> had a good night with the missus. Maybe a little mild hangover in the morning, but as he's having that tea, get a little biscuit out. Wait, what's that? My cell phone's mm-hmm. ringing. Mm-hmm. Bring, bring. Norwich? Norwich City? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what the happened. The Norwich City? Yeah. That, He's I mean, playing Southampton back-to-back weeks, right? That's what the, the, the funny news is? Oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. He's yeah. got it. Yeah, revenge game. Revenge game right. for Dean. At Norwich, too. He's at home. Oh, my God. I want to watch that game. I, I, I genuinely want to watch that game. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it in the district. But expectations for Dino. I, I think this is a dead man's walking, dead man walking's job, but there might be some level of acceptance that you're probably going to have a season in the championship. You get us, you get us right back up to the Premier League, and there's there might have been a promise of of investment, or maybe I'm I'm selling Norge short, short, and they're going to give it a real go to stay up. I don't know. I mean, there's there is room, and this is for, this is a good. Um... Yeah, this is a good little little test of... of I mean, it, I think it is a master class if he keeps them up. Oh, it'll oh, be right one of the now. best. It'll be one of the greatest escapes, and we're only in November. Yeah. That's how god-awful this team is. It, it's just so bad. And if and if, if he can pull that off, because they don't even have like the talent to go to. They really don't. They're mm-hmm. just not a good team. Uh, but no, I do, I do see them... I see them coming back up. They're clearly too good for the championship. And I, I could see them on their next time up being up for, like, not going back down. I, I think that he's, like, if Dean Smith goes back to the championship, brings them back up in two years' time, I think in that season, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be more confident than I am now mm-hmm. that Norwich stays in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. And let me ask it to you this way. Do you see Dean Smith stepping down or leaving Norwich if they get relegated? I honestly think that's just like what it's, it's part it's like of the, the expectation. Page, right? It's like terms and conditions. The first yeah, page yeah, of the yeah, offer yeah. letter is like, "Hey, just so you know, we're going to the championship," and we're like, "That's part." He's like, "Yeah, duh, yeah, duh." Mm-hmm. Like we knew that, right? It's Everybody like, this knows is that. this is my baggage. It's like, yeah, we all know. We've seen you yeah. out. They scored. Tw- they were they had twenty one points in the Premier League two seasons ago, and they're on pace for less than that this time. So they're just a, they're just not good. Norwich, right? yeah, Norwich in the negotiations with Dean Smith being like super shy and bashful. They're like, I don't know if you know, we're kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, I think I, th- I think he stays. I think he stays, and I also think that he's, um, I think he's the type of guy that's up for that kind of challenge. Like, I don't think he's, I don't think that bothers him. I think he's like, okay, I got a tough job here, and if I stay up, amazing. If not, I'm gonna have a good chance to come right back to the Premier mm-hmm. League again. You know, mm-hmm. and I I don't think he's phased by that. So nope. I think I think we're gonna see more Dean Smith. Might not see him next year, but you know, we're, we're, I'm I'm interested to see what he can do with Norwich because yeah, at the end of the day, right? There's still plenty of teams that could be relegation fodder. Like there's a lot of teams that could fall. You know, the, if if that team can get themselves into the yeah. you know 30s, Burnley, points. Watford, Man United, Newcastle, Villa. Villa, Leeds. I don't want to say it, but. They've been a, they've been pretty sus this year. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll set aside some time for leads. Sure, Bielsa's not getting away with this one. Yeah, not after everything, not after all the promises that were made, mm-hmm. laughs mm-hmm. that were shared. All right, cool. Best of luck to both of them. No best of luck to Frank because he doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do some quick hitters. Antonio Conte, first job or sorry, first game. In the Spurs job, we always, you know, the, the thing we'll keep coming back to is you can take the Spurs. No, you can't, you can't, you can't take the Spursy out of Spurs. And uh, well said. I'll tell you, that was, 
it was a pretty, I don't think anyone could say it better. It was, <laughs> it was a pretty disgusting game on show at Goodison um, before the break where they tossed up a couple of goose eggs and uh, Everton was the team on the front foot for the most part. I think it's just that case of like Conte trying a few things out and realizing the mammoth task that he's got ahead of him. Yeah. I mean, no no new manager bounce because they've, they've used them all up. They don't. They're just like whatever. Here we go it's again. Like wishes uh, with a know, genie. That yeah. I mean that that team has been put since Poch into now. This will be the third different kind of pragmatic manager that they've had. Like this yeah. team has been put in a position where they can get organized, see out a result. Uh, you know, Conti is is a in in my eyes a Mourinho that's not past it. Uh, you know, I think he's got still a lot a lot to offer, and I do expect him to organize them. Uh, defensively, and and they do have that talent to get forward. And what did Kane score like twelve goals against Andorra or something uh, in the break? Maybe that's what he needs to get going. I'm just laughing uh, about the level of analysis you get on Prem de la Prem. <laughs> <laughs> Describe Conti as a manager, <laughs> a Mourinho that's not past it. Imagine someone told him that. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think it's fair. Yeah, we do. I mean, well, managerial style. Yeah, I, I think we're. I think we're summarizing. You have a decent point. I think we're simplifying here, but it also just goes to show how much we've forgotten that Jose Mourinho, once upon a time, was yes. one of, if not the best managers in the world. So, yes, Antonio, uh, thoughts you've and once been called a Jose Mourinho that's not past it. I wonder how you plan to apply yourself here. Yeah, Patrick Newport. Crowley, Prem de la Prem here. People have compared you. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally be a a, a a people are saying kind of news reporter. Oh, just, I want just, I want credentials so bad, James. There's like zero chance, zero chance <laughs> we won't be on field for the FA Cup final in this decade. Lock it. Little bit. I think with it. a little Lock bit it. of with a little bit of elbow grease and self application, we could get there. I. Yeah, yeah. We just we need to just get a few, a few things to go right for us, and then we'll be in good shape. But anyway, a few breaks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, what's their? I, I remember looking at their schedule. I'm going to pull it up again, but I remember looking at their schedule and thinking they they, they get a little run out. now. A, they get a little a, run now. They got yeah. leads. They got 2021 leads, leads, not 2020 leads. Yeah. I mean, they got a couple more games in the conference league, which they're not even close to, to qualifying for through four match days, which is hilarious. They got Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, Brighton. Their next five. I also Points love you taking the, the moral high ground on the conference league. Yeah, not worth Couldn't our time. Couldn't be us. Couldn't not be us. Not worth our time. <laughs> honestly, it's not. The, <laughs> it's no, honestly not. No. We've benefited tremendously by not having yeah. the prestigious conference <laughs> anyway. league. Yeah, I think I think okay. they'll I think they'll catch a, a a good, maybe not a good run of fixtures, but they'll get mm-hmm. a they'll get a few a few results. Yeah, uh, this is, they got they got five losses. There's only yeah. there's only three clubs in the league that have more than that. There's a lot of teams on five. They've lost a lot of games, and so I do expect that defense to tighten up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I still think you just need until until December. You need you need the Kane and the Son show to to get clicking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anything Just else keep, is really going to get it done. Keep rubbing those pennies together. Yeah, for real. Well, for nine goals. Mm-hmm. I know. First nine. reported here earlier in the episode. We reported that mind. stat. Um, well, Patrick. Speaking of things not really worth our time, Arsenal. Give them a. We'll give them a quick shout out. Goalposts check in. Where are we at mentally? We're going into Anfield. They're coming off the back of a. Pretty exposing loss against West Ham. You guys are obviously in your pomp right now, recording recording prestigious vic- victories such as 1-0 at home to Watford. Things are rolling. Things are rolling. How, do we do we think we can walk out of Anfield with a result? I said I don't I don't think we will, but I think we could. And I think that that is a a, a clear difference from how I approach what I would say are similar fixtures against Chelsea and Manchester City. Hard to believe it just, you know, three months ago now. Uh, I think it's a different team, Arsenal. Uh, They're playing with a batch of confidence. Uh, But if we're being honest with ourselves, this is is a a, a really, really strong, um, 
litmus test of what what is this team? This is I kind of view this as um, like Liverpool right now is like the gatekeeper to the top four in the Champions League discussion. I'm not putting us in the Champions League discussion with anything short of a win. Um, and I think that if we were to get a win at Anfield, we would absolutely, you know, I think have earned that, certainly mm. on form. Uh, but I don't expect the result. Um, my goalposts have not moved. And that is probably a decent amount out of self-preservation, if we're being honest with it's ourselves. It's got to be. It's got to be. Turn, tur- just, just plan to, to turn your phone off at 1130 Pacific time <laughs> on Saturday <laughs> because if this goes Arsenal's way, I'm going to be insufferable. I'm going to be horribly insufferable. Oh, and, and it times up perfectly right yeah. after what I'm calling a banana peel at Vicarage Road. So I always ask myself, yes. could things get worse? And I'm staring at exactly how come 930 on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, not moving the goalpost. I think Liverpool. Have I will been. be insufferable, but no, <laughs> right now, <laughs> right now we're all good. It's all kosher. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna delude myself into thinking we're on the same playing field as Liverpool. Uh, they've got a 20 goal differential, zero for Arsenal, net even. They've scored 31 goals to Arsenal's 13. <clears throat> I think that Arsenal um, have have found something pretty pretty good in that defensive unit structure. And they're actually starting to play a bit of a brand of a football, uh, of football, but they've still kind of laid eggs in performances here and there. I think back to the Palace game, we were second best, the Brighton game, we were second best. Uh, and even, you know, not really all that uh, convincing against uh, against Watford. You know, the really the great performances were Villa and Leicester City. Uh, Villa just sacked their manager. Leicester City, uh, actually, you know, I thought that was actually a pretty good result. But, you right. know, the, there's there's not so many, like, wow, Arsenal is at this different level games this year. The really only games you could say were the two I just mentioned and Tottenham. But I think in all three of those games, you could look at who they're they playing and mm-hmm. say, they had their I don't issues. know if that team had it, right? And so I'm looking at the sum of the body of work. And I'll take a 3-1 loss to, to Liverpool right on the chin and move away. Right. You know, and, but God, I mean, is. this is going to be such an awesome game because you're going to get to see how much Arsenal's really grown. Like this, right. this is the game with no caveats if you come out of it with something positive. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's there's plenty of Liverpool players that they're saying might be hurt or might do this and that. I did see that. It doesn't matter to me. I did they're, see that. They're, um, the, f- the team that they could still field, like it might be like uh, Tamikas and Jota yeah. and Origi. But Liverpool with Klopp at home, it, that's all you need. You got solid. You got the best player on form in the world. Mo Salah. Right. Indeed, that I wonder if uh, the small matter of him a, slipped a little something in his drink on international duty. Never know. Mm, Never mm. know. Secret Ex- agent. extended release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're the, interesting, though. I, I do think. I mean, we're 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 ahead of this conversation, but both these teams are going to have some stuff to figure out come Afcon. I think they're the two of like the they're going to get rocked the hardest. Right, right. The bigger sides, they're going to have the the biggest. Yeah. The biggest. Uh, no, Liverpool curses Afcon. If they should. When it shows yeah, up. It's, it's rocks their entire front line. Right. And then Nabi Ketcha as well, yeah? He's right. Actually Who's actually... Sh- yeah, yeah, right. I mean, he, that yeah. would not be a factor this time a year ago. Right, but he's, totally. he's, he's really emerged. And then, um, uh, I, don't think, I don't think he's fit, but isn't um, Matip? I believe he's... Cameroonian. Cameroonian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they would get hit pretty good. They'd get hit pretty good. But no, it's a, I'm up for the game because I think that... Uh, I think Arsenal can stand toe to toe with Liverpool in terms of like performance intensity. I just think Liverpool are cut above, and I don't think it's a controversial opinion. But you know, Liverpool lost to. I don't think we're worse than West Ham, and West Ham got a result, albeit at home. But you know, it's I, there for the taking. I look at that game. We're probably a little and, worse than West Ham. I what I saw in that West Ham game was a team that knew very clearly how to expose Liverpool's weaknesses. Because they do have them for all their goal-scoring ability. They're Liverpool are the best goal-scoring team in the league, I would say, subjectively, but also from a statistical front. And West Ham just knew how to go right at them on transition. They knew they were weak through the midfield on transition, punished them three times. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's a code to beating Liverpool. They're not this unsolvable um, riddle that they were when, you know, them and City were just on a completely different level. Totally. So... 
yes, anytime you go to Anfield with Jurgen Klopp at the helm and the best player in the world on form right now, it's going to be a tough ask, but it's not It's not the same task it's been in, in other yeah. recent times. Yeah, and we've seen a, a more competent, shall I say, um, kind of arsenal attack or ruthlessness when given opportunities. And if there's one thing Liverpool will do, it is they'll give you opportunities, meaning they'll bet on their one-on-one defenders. They'll bomb numbers yep. forward. They'll try to put pressure on you. Yep. So I think it's a really, really good test um, of of specifically that Arsenal defense and back line uh, that I talked about. I mean, Chelsea and City are on a another planet with their defenses so far this year. Um, but outside of those uh, those first three games for Arsenal, they've mm-hmm. been absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, defensively. So it's a real, real good test of a back line that seems pretty cohesive and seems to be pretty, pretty strong, honestly. Uh, Gabriel is someone I'm really interested to see how he performs in this match. And then those, those young attackers for Arsenal. And even Arteta, what side does he put out? We're 10 games unbeaten. Does he go to a back five? Does he try and fuck with it? Does he try and mess with things that he probably doesn't need to? He's got two wings to tinker on a big game. And he's Pep's boy, so something's going to happen. Yeah, uh, I don't know exactly what it's going to be. Uh, does Maitland Niles get another run out? It was just—it's exciting time to be an Arsenal fan. So long, folks, as you don't move the goalposts, keep them right where they are, and enjoy the ride. Well, I'm glad you had a good international break, Patrick. Did you not, James? Uh, I was unable to delete social media. I couldn't bring myself to do it. So for that reason, no. Wasn't the best. I've had better international breaks. Thank you for asking. Well, James, it's not the only thing I'm going to ask you because I have a new segment for you. And it is called A Penny for Your Thoughts. Sounds innocent. Yeah, this way, this segment, James, here's the thing I could say a lot of things Uh to get a reaction out of you. Okay. Uh, I could spur you on to a rant. I could. Hold your feet to the fire and make you mm-hmm. an in or an out claim about somebody, you know. But mm-hmm. I won't do those types of things. But I'm I'm Zen James. Remember the little <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Zen guys. Everything's uh, fine. I'm literally the everything. Everything's fine, dog. Yeah, uh, but you know, I feel like I owe it to our our listeners. Yeah, to poke the bear a little bit. Yeah, by so, through the means of a different forum. What I'm going to do, James, is I'm just going to read you four things, whether <laughs> they be stats, quotes, tweets, reports. Potent uh, potables. Just little things to chew upon. I'm going to read you four things. Actually, five. I forgot about one. I'm going to read you five. All I can do is say them. I can use whatever tone I want. But I have to read them verbatim as they were written, as I found them during the international break. And I just want your thoughts. And then you just offer. you just step back. I will offer nothing more. When you are okay. done speaking, I will go to two, I will go to three, and I will go to four. <laughs> All right, sure. The sure. first one. Yeah. Paul Pogba is expected to miss eight to ten weeks of action following initial diagnosis on the thigh injury he sustained in France training. Mm-hmm. Uh good good on a couple couple levels one we don't have to watch him light it up for france and talk about how that double pivot works so nicely um he wasn't exactly doing the best when he was fit and he's he's kind of undroppable or else it becomes another narrative so i think this is just like when you're getting you're catching a bunch of slugs a bunch of haymakers in a prize fight and you hear the bell, you got the 10-second bell, and then you get to take a little break. Uh, I think Pogba picking up this injury is is being able to take a little break. Um, the obvious downside is you do get the coming back stronger Instagram post, which um, it just hits a little different right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, to number two. This one's okay. from Statman Dave. <laughs> Manchester United's last two Premier League games at Old mm-hmm. Trafford. Yep. 35% possession. Yep. Sounds about right. Five shots faced, 17 shots, seven goals conceded, zero goals scored, another day to forget. <sighs> Statman Dave really does like to wrap it up with those anecdotal sentences, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Man City game, we had more shots on our own goal than, than shots on the other goal. 
uh, summer of the school of thought that that game was worse than the Liverpool game. I'm probably in that camp just due to the way that we, we set up at home. It's no secret that our form at home has been terrible. I can't remember the last time the Theater of Dreams was a place that had a fear factor. Hasn't been that way for a while. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. It's not, I wouldn't say it's good. I wouldn't say it's good. I'd say it's trending more. This might be a little provocative. Uh, trending bad. Trending, mm. trending bad, I'd say. Our, our, our home, Old Trafford form. But as long as Fergie keeps showing up, the lads will always have that needed motivation. I said I wasn't going to chime in, but your next no. home game is against Arsenal. Yeah. When is it? Your next home game is against Arsenal. When is it? December 2nd. You're on the road for, for three in a row, including Champions League. December 2nd. Yeah, I mean, Thursday. Um, everyone loves a good road trip, Patrick. And then we welcome the Prem de la Prem Bowl on a Thursday during peak work hours. The good news is for Prem de la Prem fans, we're probably going to send it that day. So there's going to be no respite between game and on air. Yeah, December is going to be crazy because that's when all the midweek games go. So it's just like, whatever. We're just, we're just going to go when we go. Uh, but okay, moving on to number three, James. Kevin De Bruyne said this on the Mid Mid podcast. I know what he said. Day before game, we usually train tactically based on how the <laughs> opponent plays. Before United, Pep said, we don't know how they're going to play. We shall see. And we stopped training after 10 minutes or so. <laughs> we don't know how they're going to play. We shall see. Everyone hit the showers. Yeah, I'm down pretty... Tactician ever. I'm down pretty bad, Patrick. I'm down horrendously bad. Uh, De Bruyne... Did not need to say that. I don't think, you know, I, I think the interview was about Belgium, if I'm being honest. So <laughs> don't know how that came up. Um, but if you ever needed to summarize Ollie and the coaching staff's tactical approach, just just read or listen to that interview is what I'd say there. Great. Mm-hmm. There's part of me. I don't know why with De Bruyne that I think this. Is this your next just- thing? No, it's just this oh, side. Okay. I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. But it's part of me just thinks it was entirely innocent. And he was just like relaying information that he thought was interesting uh, and didn't really know what he was stirring up. Oh, yeah. I just yeah, kind of oh, get yeah. that vibe from him that he's just like. That's an interesting school of thought. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I just don't see any malice in him. I just think he's just a guy that kind of like goes to work and does his job and is like one of the best footballers ever. You guys anyway. know watch crazy? <laughs> On to number four. This is from David Ornstein. Um, currently no sign from Manchester United of manager change. Solskjaer gets Watford as things stand. The board is still with him, but unclear how much longer if form continues. Woodward was not at the Manchester City game. Arnold was. The decision rests with Joel Glazer. Yeah, we were texting about this earlier in the week, weren't we? Um, it, this is a masterstroke in ride out the storm PR. I've never seen anything like it. Like, if we just sit on our hands, to what extent can we beat the fan base into submission? We as fans don't know what the line is anymore. It's insane. It's really crazy. Like you think about Chelsea, Tuchel's, you know, the leash uh, Abramovich gives to a- any of his managers. It's basically like if I get a whiff of embarrassment, it's done. You're, you're toast. Um <clears throat> With, with Ollie and United, it's clearly a very different story. You would think if we show up to Watford after an international break of reflection and time to fix things, you would think if we lose there, he's getting sacked. You would think, I mean, judging by any of our previous standards, anything other than a, than a very obvious and resounding win would be a sackable offense on form. But that's just not the way things are going, is it? And I think what this goes to show is the Glazers are get us into top four or bust. That That, that is all they care about, and that's that's kind of been the line for a long time, where as long as we're raking in that sweet, sweet Champions League exposure and money, 
that's all we care about. And and all you need to do as a United fan is look at the goalposts and how they've just sneakily shifted from challenging to the title to Ollie's, you know, Ollie's the right man for the job, but for what? To get us into top four? Oh, okay. When was that going to be made clear to us? Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I got a little, that one got a little away from me, but I'm back. Zen James is back. I reeled it back in. Last one here. This should yep. help you be Zen. Great. Uh, this one's a fun one. Uh, Jaden Sancho? Keane, Roy Keane had oh, okay. this to say on Harry Maguire's celebration against Albania. <laughs> he thinks he's shutting the critics up, but I think it is embarrassing. He's been in disgrace the last couple of months for Man United. He thinks if he scores there, he's going to shut his critics up. Embarrassing. Fucking amazing, Patrick. It's brilliant. So amazing. Rocking up against Albania. <laughs> <laughs> when you're getting criticized by your club com, team goal of the week <laughs> you know the cruel irony is it was a pretty thumping header i'd love to see him do that for united yeah. <laughs> he's he like the highest scoring like english defender now yeah yeah he's just yeah. shushing the critics at a at a exhibition game at wembley Brilliant. uh you can't write it where even when united's not playing you get shit like this. Um, I think Maguire is a good defender. You know, on, on reflection, I would have liked it if he was not made our captain within the same season of joining the club uh, and still being a relatively low-key name in English football. <sighs> He's going through a tough run. He's going through a tough run. I don't have the same chip on my shoulder against him that a lot of other United fans do. Um, but I would very much prefer it if he just kind of got on with it and improved his performances. And like I said, if he scores a thumping header against Arsenal in that Thursday showdown, why don't you go ahead and give the Stratford end a shush? That's as that's fine. Yeah. Knock yourself out. Why not? Why not? Just play the heel. He says he thinks that's where the Arsenal section was. <laughs> the strat for that. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, James, you did good. You did good. How do you feel? In some ways, I needed that. Yeah. Um, extra credit, you could have mentioned Sancho being tried out as a wing back. That was on um, the long list. Yeah, Believe yeah. Me, it I, did, just, I had to trim it down. The short list, right. Every time um, I open up Twitter, it's just a gold mine. The yeah, last two weeks. Ollie, Ollie flying out to Norway. Poor guy. Like honestly, just can't even do anything. It's like, how dare he go on holiday? It's like, well, maybe he want, maybe that's what he needs. But <laughs> to get his head on straight, to get to get to get some perspective. I had the least reduce the stress. Yeah, like, of why everything. Is that a problem of everything you you named and, and listed, and we listed together. I had the least amount of problems with that. But obviously, yeah. you're going to catch shit. Um, Patrick, Van de Beek's in line to start this weekend. <laughs> in line behind how many people? <laughs> He's officially a martyr. It actually reminds me a lot of uh, Willie Saliba, where you're just like, mm. he's, he's like league on uh, team of the season caliber, and he yeah. never got a game. You know, it, it's one yeah. of those. It's one of those head scratchers. It, it a, actually apparently firmly in our plans. As we solidify yeah. our back four without him. Um, there's a lot of reasons not to like United right now. Van de Beek, for different reasons. The Van de Beek and the Jesse Lingard situations make me viscerally upset. Like Van de Beek, for all the obvious reasons of just getting one of Europe's most promising players and not having a plan for him. Lingard, we could have sold him for $20 million over the summer. Ollie just wants his mates his boys to hang around for vibes and told him he was in our plans when he so clearly wasn't. And now we're having like a high profile contract dispute and we're probably yeah. going to sell him or let He's him go for free. Winter. Yeah. Gone. Gonna, like he, he, five, five mil in the winter. Catch, catch, catch something in the winter. Jeez. Jeez. Give me a break. I think he runs it down though. Is he a Mina client? Give me a break. No. Hmm. I still think he runs it down. Well, I was talking United. No, James, that was Penny for your thoughts. <laughs> I got a meta culture for you. Sure. Uh, so Antonio Conte banned pizza and fizzy drinks from Tottenham's training ground, just like he did at Chelsea. 
And when you ban pizza and fizzy drinks, it presumes the existence of a manager who reinstated pizza whenever Conti leaves somewhere. Uh, I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but I'm running through the list of managers um, following the wake of Conti, and it turns out Frank Lampard was manager at Chelsea um, in that time frame. Pizza's back on the menu, boys. Wait, did Tuchel, did Tuchel cancel pizza as well? That would be so great. It, that is not, it was not reported. Okay. But I, I like to think of the duality in nature. You know, when someone bans pizza, it presumes the existence of pizza before and after. Right. Or certainly before. Yeah, but it would be great. It's a bit of a head scratcher. The pizza just if, keeps popping back up at training grounds at Premier League clubs. Yeah, if Conti banned pizza and then there was no mention of pizza, and then Tuchel also banned pizza. That would be the funniest <laughs> news story. We're all trying to find the guy who did this. <laughs> yeah, uh, first thing I had to do was cancel the daily cupcake delivery. <laughs> then I got to work with Romelu. They spell out an F. <laughs> FF. Uh, okay, Freak of the Week, why don't you go ahead? That's a good one. It's a good transition because my uh, Freak of the Week is a bit of a menaculture as well because we're going across the pond to Spain. and The other out pond. What, yeah, what Xavi is doing at Barcelona. First quick shout-out, Danny Alves is back and going to turn Number eight. Sergio Dest into a baller. But I want to just go over quickly. Freak of the Week, I, I don't know what this is. Um Xavi has uh, six rules. Just six rules, I guess. Um, I'm going to read them in reverse order because the last, the first one's the funniest. Um, control of social media. Um, style of play is non-negotiable. Okay. Renewal of medical services. This is an interesting one. No to personal training. Okay. More hours will be spent at the sports city. And then no more trips for PK. <laughs> Not single anyone out. No trips for PK. What kind of trips? <laughs> like, is he going to games? Was he doing other things? No on more game trips. Days? Like, no. I think no it's like trips. I think it's like um, you got to go easy on him on the training pitch. It's like you don't want to trip him. Mm, no more tripping the big dog. Like, put on the quarterback jersey. Mm-hmm. He's delicate. Touch him. No, I think that's. I think it's ricochet shots at, at Shakira. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. What a, the the other? Um, I, there was a, he fined Dembele for being three minutes late, uh, and also Dembele got hurt again. That dude can, is Did you glass. see the meme? Did you see the meme of uh, Danny Alves next to Dembele in the locker room? And let's just zoom in on Dembele's face. He's like, "Whoa, how long was I out?" <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, they, he gets fined. Um, a certain amount and then it cracked me up like the next day it was like Dembele was the first yeah. to arrive to training I'm like they just like Xavi's got like a mole in the media hiding out in the grass <laughs> in the training ground just whipping the narrative whipping the story uh, I'm excited to see what he does it's incredible he's kind of been proclaimed the next in the um, in the lineage as much as we wanted to claim it to be Arteta the, the Cruyff Pep mm. Xavi has been kind of mm-hmm viewed in, in in a lot of those discussions as the uh kind of the next kind of generation i think he's uh that monumental tactician yeah. type coach and, and innovator and all that kind of stuff so i am very excited to see what he does there but boy does he have a big job on his hands got a big job on his hands i'm in i'm a fan of his obviously such a pleasure to watch him as a player at barca and um I, I wish him well. I wish him well, and I think he's going to succeed. I think he's got the gumption. Mm. He's also he on United. He's on United's short list. He's on a lot of short lists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though he just signed a contract to Barcelona. Sometimes you just got to throw a name out there, keep the dogs happy. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, my freak of the week, it, it's, it's going to be a recurring it's going to be a recurrence. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone was on Richarlison, Richarlison watch the way I was uh, this past match week. But once again, he thought he had earned Everton a penalty with a dive. Ended up coming back on account of VAR. But 
let's just go through the motions here. He immediately grabs the ball, walks over to the penalty spot, <laughs> starts pushing away Andros Townsend, who already went over to the captain and was like, are you going to sort this one out again? Sadly for all of us, it got ruled out. So the drama, the Shakespearean drama couldn't unfold in front of us yet again. But it's a space to watch, Patrick. Back to you in the studio. Did you see the, um, while we're talking um, Brazilians, did you see the elbow Otamendi threw on uh, Rafinha in, no, in the World I Cup didn't. qualifier? I didn't. It was, it was so, the elbow was so bad that both the referee and the VAR official have been suspended by Comnable <laughs> after the fact. Because they didn't take action. Oh, because they this missed This is Comnable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, no, it went to VAR. And, and he uh, said, not, not, um, nothing. I keep yeah. wanting to say cruel and unusual, but that's not the criteria. Not the one. Yeah. Have your, have yourself a look at that elbow. Uh, clear and obvious. That's what I was looking for. I went to cruel yeah. and unusual. It was clear, obvious and thumping and actually fair play to <laughs> Rafinha. But anyway, it was just a man. It, it blew my mind and two, you know, former and current premier league players getting into it. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Rafinha just playing a game of football and Otamendi trying to take some heads. Mm-hmm. As you know, is he? Would, would you kind of classify him as like he, he's got to be up there for dirtiest player? He he makes Pe- shit Pepe house. And Ramos he makes the, the shit house other. starting eleven. Yeah, Pepe and yeah. Ramos if you're playing a back three, on my list. if you're playing a back three, it's Otamendi, Ramos, Pepe. Probably yeah. Oh Pepe, Pepe over Ramos for me because Pepe's never made any sense. <laughs> oh the shit house starting eleven. We got to sort that one out. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, uh, it was crazy. It Not was crazy. a single ball gets kicked in that 90 minutes <laughs> against the shithouse 11. That should have been my freak. The fact that Comnable, if you can get it so wrong that Comnable suspends you when there's already no rules. I don't know if you understand. It. It's not football. That's why they go to the World Cup and they're like, what is this? Because Comnable isn't football. There's no, there's no rules. Same with CONCACAF. I thought CONCACAF was bad. Then I watched Comnable and I was like, oh my goodness. The disrespect is- being doled out. Oh my gosh. Oh, Honorable is another level. Treat yourself and try not to get too frustrated watching the beautiful game. Game's gone. You can't throw elbows like that, I say. <laughs> Goal of the week, Patrick. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Might be a little controversial. Uh, it was a lackluster week in the goals department. And we've been, you know, we've been feasting on some gems. But yep. I think it's time to just let all the players know you can't take any weeks off when you're getting judged by Prem de la Prem. So... Pick up the slack. Noticed. You're making Noticed. me. You're making me choose between Harvey Barnes and Adam Armstrong. I didn't want to take either of them, but if I had to choose the lesser of two evils, I'm going with Adam Armstrong against Villa. That's my unfortunate begrudging goal of the week. It was pretty nice the way he plucked out a, a high looping ball on the volley, mashed it past Emmy Martinez, who is basically curse of the hump man right now. It always makes you feel good when you see that. Um, credit Am, credit Adam Armstrong. You're a you're a hamster among guinea pigs this week in the goal of the week department. You take a hamster over a guinea pig. Interesting. Um, I, I went with Harvey Barnes, and uh-huh. I think it was just the uh, uh-huh. the juxtaposition of the immediate um, answer. Like I think it was no more than five seconds, Within a minute. ten seconds yeah. after kicking off, whatever it was. It was oh, that's very an interesting fast. criteria for a goal yeah. of the week. Mm-hmm. Repost. The counter punch, yeah. The repost factor. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, we need to build out that formula as well. We got a lot to do here. Uh, but yeah, the solar.com goal of the week for mm-hmm. me. Harvey. Harvey Dent. Barnes. Baines. Barnes. Mm, yeah. The nice. name's Barnes. Harvey Barnes. Harvey Dent. Degenerate District, Patrick. Yes. Anyway, um, so I got a fun one for you. Let's see. Um, yeah, so my lock of the week, I'm just going to keep smashing them until they, you know, let me down. Uh, and they've only done so ever so slightly so far this year. I'm taking Chelsea, minus 130, on the road to Leicester. So slight rub there. Mm. I just think they're that good. And mm-hmm. I'm not really, with the rumors, with Rodgers, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm confident in Chelsea to take all three points here. Two... Spasset meatballs, so like you took one bite out of that meatball sub, um, two, if you got it from Subway. Um, James, we're calling this the bounce bounce, boys. We are taking Norwich mm-hmm. 
home mm-hmm. for Southampton at plus 255. Also a n- notable revenge game, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. And then Villa also at home against Brighton, plus 140. The bouncy so castle boys. Two, pl- two plus odds. And they're both at home, both new managers on the bounce. Got to think one of them's hitting. James, let me ride that donkey, donkey. Arsenal, plus 500 at Anfield. Don't be moving those goalposts in a seggy. Ride the lightning, boys. First of all, James, at plus 500, like they really don't, like a smash and grabs in play, I think. I think Mm -hmm. it really is. Mm -hmm. Plus 500 on form is a bit disrespectful. And I'm not going to go into this game with some um, limp, limp. Uh, philosophy, if you will. I'm going in back in my squad. Yeah, you need some juice on the line. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to really amp it up. I'm not. I'm not going to make in that 90 minutes. There won't be excuses made. We're all okay. in in that 90 minutes. We're going for the dub. Putting the Ozil kit on. Mm-hmm. Let's get to work. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty slate this weekend, Patrick. It's a good one. Leicester Chelsea to kick us off, which any any week is a good game. Mm-hmm. The bounce back boys, as you know, as you noted, uh, Gerard's first game for Villa, Dean Smith's first game for Norwich, uh, Watford United, look out for fireworks there. Liverpool. Is it Eddie Howe's first game for Newcastle. Eddie Howe's first game for Newcastle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh my god, it feels god. so long ago, but he hasn't managed yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then any time that Sean Dyche just rocks up to the Burnley dugout, you count yourself you know what? lucky. Let's make it a full meatball sub. Newcastle at home plus one sixty five. Okay. All right, that's a live trend. You just heard it. Just undo that bite you took out of your sub. We just sh- we just shoved in, we just shoved another ball in there. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. May I have mm-hmm. another? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no reason to pay attention to Burnley Palace. Just look at the result of that one. It's on at the same time as a lot of better games. And then you really you really think that's a banana peel game for you at Vicarage Road? I don't. Y'all, yes. oh, dude. I mean, you're down bad, but I, I we're down horrendously bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had similar, similar horrible vibes coming out of the international break to Norwich. We only won that one, one nothing. I right. think it'll be sweaty, but I think you're going to get it done. But at what cost, mentally, mm-hmm. and physically? Mm-hmm. Um, I I might be in the air for that one. So here's wow. to paying twenty dollars for Wi-Fi that kind of streams okay. Yeah, yeah. Get you a nice little game cast. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Anyway, if this is where you guys are at, thank you so much for listening. It's been a weird international break. We're shaking off the cobwebs, but we're ready to go again, in the words of just about every single Premier League manager. I hope you guys are ready to go again with us when we hit you with some Thanksgiving recap content, or maybe a little bit after Thanksgiving, pending Patrick's feasibility to record around his family. Yeah, I think if we're being honest, we're probably... uh... We're probably taking a 7 to 10 day break. We will catch you after 7 to 10 days, bringing you all the content that you guys know and love. Business days, no give backs. I'm open open 24-7, baby, even on holidays. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.